This podcast proudly brought to you by Moss Shot Shells. Old school is back in season. Experience superior shells when you go with Boss Shot Shells. Their premium, non-toxic bismuth shells knock birds down so hard that the old guys might just think they're shooting lead again. Make sure you check out Boss Shot Shells for your next purchase of shotgun shells. Hey guys, I'm Jordan Fromer. I believe in hunting hard, hunting smart, and having a fun time while doing it. And shooting limits? Well, that's just the icing on the cake. I revel in the journey just as much as the successes it brings. From ducks to dogs to decoys and guns, we'll be talking tactics, strategies, and what it takes to get the job done. Load up and take aim. This is the Duck Gun Podcast. What's going on, folks? Thanks for joining me on another episode of the Duck Gun Podcast. I'm Jordan, your host and guide for this waterfowl season. So, this week's podcast, we are joined by Matt from High Prairie Sportsman and Thomas from Virginia Outdoors Unlimited. And definitely cool to sit down with these two guys. They are both members of the Flywood Collective. You guys have been hearing us throwing that name around, and it's a group of content creators that we've come together to um, you know, help each other, form content, collab together, um, and we're just like-minded individuals that hunt the same way, have the same morals, morals and ethics out there in the field. So it's definitely nice to sit down with these two guys and this week's episode is somewhat of what I like to call a duck camp episode. We talk a lot about what our plans are coming into preseason and it's so soon for some of us. Um, for me, it's it's Sunday and I'm, I'm recording this little intro segment on Friday evening. Um, so it's like T minus, I don't even know, 30 hours till I'm out in the blind. Um, I'm so pumped for it and I know all of you guys are as well but we definitely go over a lot of that kind of stuff with these two guys and just uh, you know get to know them a little bit more um, and you guys do as well so um, buckle up let's jump into the podcast but before that a quick word from our partners and we'll jump right into it. Gunner's American-made dog boxes come with a lifetime warranty and the market's only CPS crash test certification. The guys over at Gunner Kennels have conducted major stress tests to show just how strong they really are, like applying 4,000 pounds of force, dropping a 630-pound hammer from 8 feet, and shooting it with a 12-gauge shotgun at 7 paces with no bullet penetration. Engineered for your dog and built for your peace of mind. Gunner doesn't cut any corners. Nothing comes close to the G1. Go to GunnerKennels.com and use code DuckGun10 at checkout for 10% off your next purchase. What's going on, folks? I'm Jordan from Duck Gun Chronicles. Got my co-host, Elliot, grayest of the gray beards from Freelance Duck Hunting. And our two guests for tonight are Matt from High Prairie Sportsman and Thomas from Get Hit in the Face with the Goo... Uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> Thomas from Virginia Outdoors Unlimited. So uh, how you guys doing today? Doing really good. It's almost, doing almost well. hunting season. Awesome. I got I got to stop it right here because this gray beard thing. Okay, you've been putting out a lot of videos lately, and you've got one really long gray hair in your beard. Have you seen that? Yes, I've seen it. What do you mean? I don't look in a mirror. Or something? Why don't you pluck that thing out of there? Here, here's what happens: when I pluck one, they multiply, and then two grow back. I swear. So I. <laughs> I don't know, man. You you it's it's karma's a coming, man. Karma is a coming. Yeah. Well. I didn't have any uh, any grays in my beard until I started co-hosting a podcast with you. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, 
but I think Elliot's worried about his title. Can't have uh, him yeah. usurping him. I, I got a good jump on him um, when I reposted that um, FDH season one teal videos. I was noticing. I was looking at some of those old videos. Like, oh my gosh, it's way more gray than it was five years ago. Way more gray. <laughs> That's what happens when you read all those uh, nasty hate hate comments. <laughs> yeah, I got a humdinger of a, of a mean hate comment this week. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> nice. Y'all should have a segment on the podcast called Hate <laughs> Comment of the Week. <laughs> yeah. we, we, we do sometimes. Every once in a while, yeah. Yeah. I can read mine real quick if you want. I know I'm derailing everything. Yeah, but yeah a little bit. But go, go ahead. We're, uh, it's everybody and the listeners is used, is used to you derailing the show. So Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes when we don't have a like scheduled guest on, it, I can just run my mouth and, and go with the flow and be more kind of free yeah. to say whatever. Right. So I'm just going to, before you do it, I'm just going to say Matt and Thomas. You just have to insert yourself when Elliot's talking, or else it'll just be him talking for the whole show. <laughs> just like a man. <laughs> Getting after wow. Oh my gosh, that was cruel. <laughs> I was just, you can take it. So. <laughs> okay, you ready for the reply of the week? Here we go. Okay. Yes. This has to be the worst video I have seen. These three <laughs> fools have no clue about stalking, shooting, or calling birds. All the first half was a video of them wanting to be funny and how to be stupid. Grow the hell up and learn about hunting and making a honey video. Sheesh. That's a pretty oh, man, good man. one. That guy's strong tight. My response was just, you need to lighten up, pal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I actually have, I'll have, I have one to add to. It's probably, it's not as much of a zinger as yours. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we're getting a little bit of crossover from podcast and YouTube. So I had someone comment on um, <laughs> on the YouTube. And I, at first I wasn't sure. You know, I was like, are they just being ironic when they're like, told me how much they love the podcast. Like, oh, podcast is great. We make a drinking game out of every time you say awesome. And by the end, they're like, and man, <laughs> we get messed up by the end. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> and I replied to him, awesome. <laughs> you do say awesome a few times. I do. He's like, he said, he said it specifically the way I say it all the time, too. He's like, after a guest gets done saying a sentence and you say the word awesome we all take a drink <laughs> like okay do you think they really do that i, I don't know he sounded like it unless he's uh, making up if, a story if they're if they're still alive they probably aren't doing it every episode <laughs> <laughs> but it's true if you go and listen now now all the guests or not all the guests all the listeners are going to be listening to the podcast and hearing me say awesome all the time anytime i think about it and i go listen it's like uh if you ever uh heard a person who says like all the time and then you tell them and they try to stop and they just can't they just keep hearing themselves say like 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 or or if you know you say um a lot but it's just like a filler word or something i don't know but anyways you're gonna be aware of it now you're gonna hear it when you do it now i already was aware of it but i don't care i just can't you know If I was still a liquor drinking man, I'd do it while we <laughs> do the game while we were doing the podcast. That would be funny. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not the much certified of a drinker, so you'd be on your own. But the Chronicles <laughs> drinking game. <laughs> so let's go ahead. Um, we've actually had both of you guys on in the past. Um, I know Thomas was the OG, the original guest on the podcast. So. 
kudos to you. We're here at uh, episode 109. Um, and it, have you been on since then? I was on for, I've been on twice. I was on for um, one time, like maybe like 10 episodes in, and then for like the big group one we did at the beginning of last fall. Yeah. Okay. And then um, Matt, I, sorry, I don't have your your actual episode number memorized, but <laughs> it was in the first ten too, I think. So. Yeah, I think this is my fifth time on here. If you count me hosting, <laughs> if you want to call it hosting, I guess. But <laughs> nice. Yeah. So you've been around a few times for sure. So. Um, definitely not strangers to the podcast and also um, for those of you who have been following following along the YouTube stuff um, they are all part of the Flyways Collective the group of YouTubers um, that we've come together to create content and promote each other and help each other grow so um, definitely awesome to have you two on but um, our listenership has grown a lot since you guys have been on so um, we'll start with you, Thomas. Go ahead and tell people who you are and what you get going on. Well, I am a college student from Virginia. My name is Thomas Hoke. I run the Virginia Outdoors Unlimited YouTube channel, so you can find me there on YouTube. I also run an Instagram channel or an Instagram account under VA Outdoors Unlimited, um, and I'm just a regular, you know, college student. I enjoy waterfowl hunting, um, all sorts of outdoor activities, and I just try to. Uh, you know, capture my experiences in, in the outdoors on my YouTube channel. Awesome. Um, definitely. <laughs> there we go again. Awesome. But, uh, <laughs> um, Take a drink. But it is. It is awesome. You have some great content over there. I've definitely been following you for a long time. Um, and so keep it up. But, uh, you know, one thing you did leave out, um, you want to tell people how you got that dent in your face. Yeah, so I have a, <laughs> I have a special, um, special ability that was given to me by the waterfowl gods of being able to retrieve geese with my face. Um, I can call them <laughs> in, retrieve them um, all with my face. So I'm uh, very, very gifted in that nature. Awesome. <laughs> all right, Matt. <laughs> um, go yeah. ahead and let people know uh, what you got going on. And Yeah, I'm Matt. Uh, I run High Prairie Sportsman. Uh, I've got Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, out here in Nebraska, I go all across the state. Um, I really like hunting the sand hills, though. That is one of the most beautiful areas you can duck hunt. If you haven't been out there, everyone needs to at least go up there sometime and go check it out, either fish it or hunt it. Um, but that's that's pretty much it. You know, I just go. I love duck hunting, love waterfowling, just being outdoors. Uh, pretty pretty Good similar. Love to yeah, love to bring it, show it to everyone. So. I want, to, I want to compliment each of these guys um, for a second. I, what I want to do is just kind of share with them from an outsider's perspective and what drew me to each of their each of their channels. I, Thomas, uh, I don't actually remember the first video of yours that I watched, but what I remember thinking is oh, so your early videos, and I'm, not, I'm, I'm sure you still do it now. Um, I need to get caught up more of your videos from last year. But you, the way you mentally process a hunt and talk about it seems very similar to the way that I break down, that, things down in my mind. And you do a lot of kind of um, uh, reflection and you have, an, you have a very analytical mind, especially, well, I mean, when you start, how, how old were you when you first started? How many years have you been doing this? Um, pretty much when I, when I first got into waterfowling, um, was 16 years old. 
when I really okay, so got into it. But I, I'd been I'd been waterfowling off and on since I was twelve. Okay, but but the, your first videos I would have been watching, you were still in high school. I was yeah, sixteen or seventeen. Okay, yeah, and just you seemed really really mature. You were out by yourself. I remember watching one video. You're out by yourself and you're taking a kayak all around, and it just was a real relaxed feeling, and uh, I was just drawn to it immediately. Uh, just the way that that you present it, which I thought was really cool, Matt. Matt, I can remember the first time I watched your video, and I got on board with High Prairie Sportsman way early. I don't remember how many subscribers you had. I'm thinking it was somewhere between 100 and 400 uh, when I started watching because I am in love with the Sand Hills. I've always daydreamed about waterfowl hunting there, and I. I saw your video came up. I clicked on it, and there you were in the sand hills. <laughs> I, I'm sure I called my dad like right after I watched the video. I was like, "Okay, you got to go get on this. You got to go get on this YouTube channel and watch this stuff. They're in the they're in the sand hills. They're in the sand hills." And it's like I watched just so many of the, every year. It seems like I have a new channel that I really like. I find that I like. Um, right now, I'm really into the kayak guys, which is they're a super small channel there in Kansas, but I, I like them a lot. And they do these spoofy videos. Anyway, every season I kind of have. <laughs> Um, a channel that I'm really into. And when I saw yours, it was yours immediately. If you guys were listening, you got to go check out Virginia Outdoors Unlimited and High Prairie Sportsman because those videos are certainly worth consuming without a doubt. Appreciate it. Awesome. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just, uh, you know, waiting for my year for uh, my channel to be uh, on Elliot's list. Well, the first time I remember I'm in of Jordan was him harassing me and stalking me. <laughs> <laughs> and it worked, apparently. His master plan worked. <laughs> yeah. I think me, me and Elliot may have watched the first, the same first video of Mass. I just remember I clicked on it, and it was the hunt where you shot the pintail and the canvas back, and you're in the sand hills. It was just so, like, it was just from right away, you knew that it was going to be a great channel. And, you know, you haven't let us down, so. Yep. <laughs> I appreciate that. I know huge I upgrades from that first season to the next one too, because the the music intro that you use, I absolutely love the way you tease your intros, mm. and and the, I love it. That that was a huge upgrade to your videos because it sets the whole feel. And that that the music you use at the beginning there feels like Nebraska to me. From me being there, perfect choice of music. I appreciate that. Actually, well, I was just spending yesterday for hours trying to pick out a new song for this upcoming season, so hopefully I picked the right one. Uh, But for Thomas, I can tell you the first video of yours I watched, it wasn't the duck one, it was the one where you caught all the fish in that net. Or you didn't catch them, but you you let them go. And I think that was like one of your most popular videos, but that was a really cool video, just, you know, everything with it, but... I can tell you, that's the first one I saw. That was a great video. I wish I had been two years older when I had, when I, you know, I wish I had never found that net. I wish that had never happened, but I wish I had been two years older and could have kept my, comp- I was just flustered. I mean, I was 14, maybe 15 years old, and just to find that, um, I was so flustered. I wish, you know, I had been a little bit more composed in that situation. You didn't come off flustered. I didn't, I thought you came off with a lot of composure. Mm, appreciate it. And for those of you that don't know, Thomas found a net that someone had left that was just full of, how many fish do you think were in there? Hundreds, would you say? Oh, yeah. Easily, I'd say, and I couldn't get to all the net. Some of it was hung onto the bottom, I think, but like 200, I'd say, probably over that. And he pulls out his knife. He's trying to free these fish. He's 
trying to stay calm. It's it's a phenomenal video. It really is a good video. It was one of the wildest experiences I've ever been a part of. So awesome. So let's uh, let's go ahead and jump to um, some of the flyaway stuff. And uh, Ellie, I'll let you take lead on this this section. Okay, so um, I'll just do it from my perspective. Jordan was uh, Jordan and I talk way more than we probably should. My wife to the point where my wife <laughs> teases me about it. Um, and so he's like, well, I've been thinking about getting this uh, collective, or I don't remember your terminology, but kind of getting a bunch of these. In fact, you've kind of been talking about it for quite a while, I think, on and off. But Well, yeah, you know, like the original idea was kind of the year before. Um, I've, just, I've always been like, hey, let's like, you know, do stuff together as a community. I mean, we're all creators and kind of wanting the same thing. So last year I kind of made uh, an attempt at something, which was the migration report. Um and that just didn't really pan out, you know. Yeah. It was a lot of work for um, something that wasn't really uh, too popular, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you might not have given that enough time because – anyway, but, yeah, so um, <laughs> so he's like, well, let's, let's start a group of like-minded YouTube creators who kind of had the same ethics. We don't want people in here that are massive skybusters. We don't want people in here that talk about spraying and praying. We don't want people in here that, you know, just don't see – waterfowl hunting the way that we see it right or wrong um and so he kind of came up with a list and we talked about um who to approach and he went to work and everyone everyone that you approached was you know all into it and everything so um we joined this we came up with the name of the flyways collective and the goal is just to kind of do this youtube thing together and support each other and promote each other and collab together and so and it's really exciting yeah and then one thing i'll say about that to kind of give credit um there's actually two people who came up with the name um my wife mentioned it and uh i texted to elliot and elliot said he hated it that's not true <laughs> okay i liked the flock <laughs> yeah elliot yep. okay you're right elliot was stuck on the flock but then thomas texted the group and said um, hey, how about the Flyways Collective? And then everybody else jumped on it. Um, <laughs> and so then the flock was no more. <laughs> and I'm good with it. It, it works. I, the I like flock it. got it's, busted. Sky busted. Yeah. I think Matt's <laughs> the one that came up with the flock. So I think he is on my side about that one. Yep. Mm-hmm. I was on Team Elliot. <laughs> but I think the Flyways is a good name because we've got all the Flyways covered. So Thomas is out on the um, Atlantic Flyway right Atlantic. so far yeah. away you yeah. can't even think of it <laughs> and then we've got um jordan that kind of holds down the mississippi flyway matt and i are on the central flyway kind of. <laughs> well i was trying to think are you are you technically actually mississippi flyway yeah they don't i mean that's how they do the zones and uh okay. the days hunting so i wasn't like sure if you were like right you're either on in the, a zone or you're yeah <laughs> well there's yeah. some that are right on the edge of it and you're kind of in an odd position that i didn't quite wasn't quite sure so uh, sensitive man Uh, (laughs) and then on the um pacific flyaway we've got mid-valley mercenaries which is actually the only guy that's not here tonight um with us and that's titus so we've got every flyaway covered so that works perfect with the name the flyaways collective yep you guys got anything to add we are getting bigger i'm guessing elliot couldn't remember the atlantic flyway because it's not really a flyway anymore (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I always our... screw up which is the Pacific and which is the Atlantic. I got to make sure I'm not saying the wrong ocean. Just from just Kansas, think of the oceans. Is, well, is named I know, but in Kansas, we don't spend a lot of time thinking about oceans <laughs> at all. So we've got this yeah. huge collaboration coming up where every single member of the Flyways is going to be there. And Jordan was already planning to come into Kansas. And then we had, um, I think Titus was next in planning on coming in. And then we we're like, well, let's just do this huge thing where all of us meet. So, and we're all staying in one rustic, doesn't have a bathroom cabin on this <laughs> lake. And we're going to do three days of just hanging out, eating duck, duck hunting. And in the middle of nowhere of Kansas, where the, I mean, there's just not any, it's like a real small town area of Kansas with low population density. And we're going to just crank out tons of podcasts and hunt videos and, and just hanging out. I honestly, I, to me, it's like, I, I think when we get done with the screen, like, wow, that was one of the best um, experiences hunting wise in my life is that's what I'm assuming. It's just going to be so much fun. Yeah. I think it'll be, be so much fun. We might just uh, do the same thing the next weekend. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Elliot's not going to be able to get us to leave Kansas after he shows us all the honey holes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got, you know, we've got, um, I put us in a central location <clears throat> where we're not actually right on top of my honey holes, but we're in reach of them. And <laughs> we're in reach of about three other locations that I don't hunt that much, but I know we're good. So we may even go up into Nebraska, possibly. I don't know. But we've got like, our opportunities are great here. So we're going to have Fumbles, my dad, and Golden Boy are going to be scouting their butts off all of the different spots. And so hopefully we'll just have so many options in front of us that we won't be able to not well, – we'll have some success at least. you Because know? you know, early November, bring, you never know. Do we need to bring or uh, buy Nebraska licenses then? I wouldn't yet. I wouldn't buy them yet. Oh, dang it. I already got mine. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, and also if we do a Nebraska thing, Titus and Matt will already have them. So, yeah. you know, and I, mean, I, I it, Golden Boy will Golden Boy will have him too cuz he's going up in Nebraska to hunt on the 7th as well. So, we'll have three guys with Nebraska's license. So, if we send a group up there, it could just be Titus, Golden Boy and and Matt. Okay. Yeah, we'll I don't, I don't mind though. getting mine as well. Then that'll give me a good excuse to come bug Matt in January or something. Yeah. <laughs> but the whole goal is just to have lots of possibilities in front of us cuz I last thing I want to do, I'm working hard just to make sure we have the scouting done. And everything laid out because I last thing I want is us coming and getting skunked. And uh, I know last year, mid October, well, it was actually late October, we got skunked on a weekend. Uh, or I think we shot like two ducks on two days. So it certainly that's can like happen. A, that's like a, a limit though for the Atlantic flyware. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were two mallards. Were, <laughs> yeah. Oh, we had two mallards and a coot. But, but so I, I just I'm just hoping that we can make it so that everyone shoot you know this decent hunting at least. As long as we can get in some, some pintails, I think we'll all be happy. I think there'll be some around unless we have some unusually cold weather before that. Mm. I just want my first coot. That's all I want. There will be some <laughs> coots around as well. Yeah. That I could be the tail end. That's about the tail end of the coots, early November. Uh, Maybe we should have like a challenge, see which groups can bring back the most coots. <laughs> Save the redheads and canvasbacks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good luck do our seeing part. that. I wouldn't Give anticipate a, any canvas bags. We'll do uh we'll do some <laughs> bonus points. We'll do like a point system and we'll do bonus points for Mergansers and uh Coot. <laughs> <laughs> there will definitely not be any Mergansers around at that time. 
They're they're latecomers. So I guess one more thing that we were going to mention is that we've got a sixth member of the Flyways Collective that has just joined, and we're not releasing the name of who that is yet, um, but that will come soon. And those of you that are listening, you will know who this person is um, when we when we release it. So we're all really, really excited about that. This is a fantastic addition to the collective. And so be ready for that that soon. Feel free to speculate, though. Yes. Does he, uh... Does he make videos? Is he um, um, an owner of a outstanding waterfowl company? Are you going to give us any uh, other hints to this? He makes videos. He is not any owner of any <laughs> waterfowl company. From Monroe, Louisiana, right? <laughs> but he definitely is a YouTuber, obviously. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I thought we had enough Nebraska, but... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, definitely excited for uh, the November collab. Um, but yeah, what are you what are you guys looking forward to in the November collab? Um, I'm look I'm looking forward to shooting a pintail out from under you, Jordan. Yeah, I know it. <laughs> well, I've already I've already made the statement that I'm gonna water rake some of Ellie's decoys, so that's on my list for sure. <laughs> um, I also need to shoot a pintail out from Jordan. I got to shoot a coot. Um, so those are those are my three main goals, but I'm really just looking forward to it. It'd be my first out of state um, waterfowl hunting trip, hunting any any out of state hunting trip in general. So um, just really looking forward to it. Awesome. And uh, just so you guys know, if anyone tries to claim my pintail, I am running a camera on my gun, <laughs> <laughs> and I will have proof, <laughs> picture proof, video proof. <laughs> And uh, you know that can go both ways, Jordan. <laughs> it will conveniently be unavailable. <laughs> oh, it didn't record. <laughs> if I see anything otherwise, I think you should just go with the corn strategy and just claim splits on everything. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so, Matt, Matt and me have a little bit of banter going on right now. Um, we're we're similar in in our size of our channels um so he actually texted me the other day kind of he was a little heated in his approach but um <laughs> he, he wants to bet and see who can make the 10k first on the subscribers so it's no gonna be no honest. no you texted me <laughs> oh yeah yeah that's how the story is gonna go now huh <laughs> we're still working on a punishment though for the loser yeah, so we got to come up with a punishment. We're actually been um, uh, going over some ideas in the Fellowship of the Duck Gun um, as to what the punishment would be. But uh, Thomas or Elliot, you guys got any input? But this this is probably the worst idea. Let somebody else make the punishment. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I, my my idea was a little <laughs> bit grotesque, but it was to eat some fashion of duck tongue. Um, mm. I think. I think if Jordan loses, it should be he needs to shave his beard off. I think and if Matt loses, good. he can never have a stash again. Oh, that's <laughs> oh, a good one. Come on. No, if, if, if Matt loses, he has to for do a year. Am- he has to do the Amish beard for a, for a long time. No mustache, just chops. <laughs> I've done that before. Um, oh man, shaving Jordan's be beard! Good. I can't even imagine what he would look like. <laughs> well, either way, it's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> I just mean because I wouldn't agree to it at all, so I'm not going to lose. <laughs> the real question is if y'all can pass me. 
Yeah, that'd be like. I'm gonna get. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna really hiccup. <laughs> How about uh, this? This was my thought. I text this one to Matt. It's not that out there in the public, but um, at the end of the season, because we both think we'll probably. Well, we have no idea. That maybe that's uh, a little ambitious, but hopefully we hit it sometime this season. But if after the season, whoever loses, um, they can't. They can't um, shave or get a haircut till the next season. <laughs> Ooh. See, that one's better for Matt, though. He doesn't have a wife. Your wife's going to kick your butt. <laughs> she already does every day. How about this? How about Loser has to do a video of them, like, doing the polar bear dive into icy water or just something like that? That'd be Ooh. fun. Yeah, that'd be good. Mm. Yeah. Are you guys really going to decide on, like, some type of... Yeah. Yeah. I like that I one. I like, I like the... I need to see... I mean, I mean, we've got a pretty, we got a lot of time until this happens, I think, but mm-hmm. yeah, but it's good to have the, the, the punishment now. Yeah. In case someone pulls ahead, then they'll just start strong arming. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. I, mean, I just want to see right. Jordan hunt in like a Nebraska hat or shirt or something. No. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. I don't think that's strong enough. Yeah. It's gotta be higher stakes than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Matt's like, what I get myself into? I, I tried into? to let you off easy. <laughs> All right. Well, if you guys have any suggestions either, which we've got plenty, whatever for whatever reason, people are fast to to say opinions opinions for uh, punishments. But um, you know, go over there, fellowship the duck gun, and let us know what you think, or just message me uh, or Matt. We'll get this figured out. So, um, kind of jump into. Another story. Um, we kind of hit on this at the er- at the beginning of the podcast, but um, Thomas, go ahead and let's let's hear your story about getting hit in the face by a goose. Do you want this one like front to back, everything about it, um, or, or or like slightly abbreviated? Goose. To I'd head. say probably slightly abbreviated. All right. So we were hunting. This was December first. We were hunting um, out on this uh, body of water. One of my friends has permission on um and we shot we shot a handful of ducks we knew it was going to be a good morning kind of right off the bat but we hadn't seen any geese and the geese typically don't land in that area we didn't even throw out any goose decoys um and i'd say probably right around 9 a.m we heard this flock of seven geese coming right towards us i look up and they're coming right towards us i think i said something like we're gonna get a shot boys or something like that and we're standing like right behind this big log um and the geese come right over our heads probably 20 30 yards right over our heads, and I pull up, shoot the first one, um, go for the double. I, I knocked the first one, but kind of just took my eye off him, hit the second one, was going for the triple, and right as I go for the triple, just everything goes black. Um, and I, probably five seconds later, I roll over, and I just, my friends are all looking around, and they didn't actually realize the goose had come in the blind and hit me. So they're going, they're going, I forget exactly what they say. There's, there's a video that goes, that says it all. But, um, you know, what happened? And I just go, I have a concussion. And I really did at that point think I had a concussion. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, actually the GoPro mount, for those of y'all who have worn a head mount GoPro, it snapped off the plastic. That's how much force it hit me with. Um, and we continued to hunt the rest of the morning. My head hurt. I, had, I took some Advil when I got home. Uh, and when I got back and watched the footage, I kind of knew right away, like, this could, this could be a viral video. And uh, sure enough, it, it kind of took off on the Facebook and the Instagram. 
and that it's still something if if people recognize me or talk to me about waterfowling that is typically the first thing they ask me about is how <laughs> i'm not you know concussed still from that goose hit and i i posted on facebook that was a 15 pound goose uh, Elliot had to call me out on that one because I might have been exaggerating just a little bit. Um, but it was truly one of the bigger geese I've seen. So I'd say 10 to 12 pounds would have been a fair estimate. <laughs> I saw that video floating matter. around and like whoever was posting it, it was totally disattached from you. And so, that video was just floating. So, yeah, one of my um, I think I actually sent it to Old Row Outdoors because, well, first off, someone posted on my YouTube, you know, you should put this on the hardcore waterfowler page. So I did that. Um, it wasn't shareable from there. So it, that, it was just isolated on that page at the moment. Um, and then I share, I get sent it to Old Row. One of my buddies thought they might think it was funny and they posted it. And Old Row has like a hundred some odd thousand followers. And so from there it went to their Facebook and then it went to Barstool Sports who has 7 million followers. Um, and from there it totally got out of my hands. If I had been smarter, I could have kept it with, you know, a watermark or something like that, but yeah. it really became this like anonymous viral video and it was not it was it, it, in, unless you were in like the small waterfowl circle who watches YouTube, you didn't know it was me. Yeah. So probably poor management if I ever do have a situation like that come about again, I'll I'll know to manage it a little bit better, but it's not something I really regret. How many views did the video do? Oh, Instagram, between everything, Facebook is over two or three million. Wow. Instagram, Barstool was <laughs> over two or three million. Um, Old Rose, hundreds, some odd thousand, more than that. Um, and then other people were sharing. I'd say, I'd say in total, probably somewhere just around 10 million. That's awesome. That's very so, yeah, cool. That's pretty cool. Yep. So if you've seen that video, now you know it's me. Um, so <laughs> make sure you harass whoever took that video and post it around, even though I sent it to people without saying I, I should have got credit. So really my fault, but uh, it's definitely, it was a fun experience afterwards. So Not at the time. And, all that and it still didn't knock any sense into you. Nope. nope. <laughs> I told him, I told him it would, if, it, if that didn't give me a concussion, just wait till I drop a swan on my head. <laughs> so I, I got a plan for this year anytime i shoot a duck i'm gonna be like one of those uh when someone's up to bat and they're trying to get hit by a pitch you just like, <laughs> lean into it <laughs> jordan with his next <laughs> you should that'd be awesome if you put the gopro behind you jordan just dives into the duck <laughs> <laughs> then the title of the video is i almost died or <laughs> not clickbait <laughs> <laughs> yep uh, pretty typical, making fun of uh, YouTuber habits for sure. Mm, yeah. Um, but yeah. So yeah, um, if, th- if anybody wants to go see that video, it's on my Instagram. Um, it float. It's on my Facebook page as well. So and uh, you can find it. You know, I'm sure you can find it if you want to. What's you your Instagram again? To the. My Instagram is VA Outdoors Unlimited. So like VA is in the abbreviation of the state, and it's you know. I'll show y'all, I can show the thumbnail of it, um, so that y'all know which one to click. This will take me two seconds. You know, why don't we, uh, or maybe you can, um, send it or share it from your, your page over to the Fellowship of the Duck Nun. We got a lot of our listeners over there. Okay. Um, gotcha. Easy way for them to find it, but, um, definitely a, a pretty funny video to watch after the fact, probably. Yeah, so <laughs> that's what it looks like thumbnail wise. But nice. yeah, I will definitely share it over to the Fellowship of the Duck Guns. 
Alrighty. So we've done this with you guys before, but it's time to jump over to the lightning round. And uh, we'll just go through that. So, what's your guys, uh, what gun do you guys hunt with? Remington versus Max. Franke uh, Affinity 3. <clears throat> as of first this season year. for that, right? Yep, first season for that. Just trying I not to bulge any barrels or. Yeah, well, <laughs> the Remington hypersonics are long gone, so hopefully no more of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, what's your guys' dream gun? I guess a Versamax. I don't, I don't really. Versamax and and Thomas. Um, I love the I love the Beretta A400. It just doesn't fit me. So like when I went to the store, that was the gun I initially wanted to get. It just does not fit me. It doesn't shoulder me well at all. So um, dream gun, find an A400 that fits me. Those A400s are adjustable. You can adjust the adjust them. I'm I, I'm sure you probably could, but I, you'd have to really see how bad I, I was looking. Like at least a, a few solid degrees down on the barrel and across from left to right, it really sat weird on my shoulder. Hmm. Well, I'll tell you guys what: when when we all meet in Kansas, I'll bring my A5s, and then you guys will have a real dream gun. <laughs> <laughs> the A5 was my dream gun for many years, um, but until I'll I saw to... how bad you shoot with it, and then you know, <laughs> I'll try to rekindle that. He made me shoot it last year when he came to Kansas. He stuck it in my hands. Oh man, <laughs> you loved it, didn't you, Elliot? Yeah, I did. I I did. I did like it. I liked how it felt. Like <laughs> the few shots we got, I shot well with it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, I'm definitely. I don't know why. I I, I kind of uh, um, I kind of compare it uh, kind of akin to the truck thing, where everybody's like, "Hey, I'm a Chevy guy. I'm a Ford guy." I'm a Dodge guy, like whatever, and they're like, in my in my opinion, I'm not a truck guy, um, to be honest. I'm just like, which I'm probably gonna get a bunch of hate. I don't know why I said this, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying they're all pretty similar, you know, American-made products. That's great. Um, and so then you go with guns, and I'm like, there's the A5, the Super Black Eagle, um, the A400, um, 4000. And so, like, it's just, uh, they're, they're all pretty similar, in my opinion. But for whatever reason, you know, people get stuck on their one gun. And I'm definitely stuck on that A5, and I think it's awesome. <laughs> well, if you talk to someone who, you know, deals in guns or really has an expertise, expertise in guns, they'll tell you the two most important things are fit and reliability. You want your gun to work reliably, and you want it to fit you well. If a gun doesn't fit you well, more than often than not, you're not going to shoot, shoot well with it. So, um a lot of people yeah. do take that brand loyalty into it and I think probably stick with a gun that doesn't fit them very well. I'll say one thing. When you get kind of used to an A5, it is really, really hard to have another gun fit you well because you're so used to swinging it up there with that humpback look. Mm -hmm. And it's just... It, it's. I almost think fit. There's, there's is some to fit, but uh, there's something to fit. But there also is like when you get used to something and you throw the gun up and that's pretty much what people are referring to when they say fit oh you throw it up and look down the barrel are you aiming well um is it falling into place well, when you're used to the a5 and you try it with any other gun it doesn't look right mm -hmm. and i think you can probably even see that in some of our like when i first started shooting my father's stoger it didn't fit me very well in my first few videos with it i shot horribly 
and then over time I eventually um, was able to to attune the way I shouldered the gun to make it fit me better. So you can definitely get around it. It just will probably lead to some hiccups in the beginning. Yeah. So um, we kind of get derailed on <laughs> lightning round. But uh, uh, what kind of uh, what what shot size do you guys use for ducks? Fours. Number two steel. When I'm shooting. And steel. Uh, for geese. Twos to BB. Twos. Matt, you shoot fours for mallards. Yeah, I'll have. Uh, so late season, I, I mean, I'll do fours for anything from till to pretty much end of December. Um, and then I'll have a couple twos in the back end just in case some geese come in. But usually I'm shooting fours at every duck, even divers. All right. And then um, uh, would you guys prefer shooting ducks or geese? Ducks. Ducks. And is that just because they... Uh, you know when they hit you it's just a little softer yeah i i have a phobia of geese now when i see them i i flinch so <laughs> and then um what's your favorite terrain to hunt sand hills i i love my swamp swamp bottoms all right and then um uh What's what's next on here, Elliot? Field or water? <laughs> <laughs> sure, we'll go with that, Thomas. Matt? Oh, I hunt mostly water, so I'd have to say water. Yeah, I, I, I love shooting birds over water. Yep. And then um, what kind of motion you guys run in? Uh, I'll do mojos every now and then, especially teal season, and then... Good old jerk rig. Tip uh, spinner earlier in the year, uh, jerk rig later in the year. Uh, really grew to love the pulsator throughout last year. Is nice. that just the one that just goes side to side, or is that spit water out? That's the one that spits water out of the butt. It has the bilge pump, um, yeah. and I actually just had. So I, I love the product. Unfortunately of the three myself and the two other people I know who own it all of us have had durability issues mine broke in January um, so they just sent me a new bilge pump I just asked for one um, recently so I, I love the product the motion cre it creates but of the very small sample size of people I know that have it uh, the durability hasn't been fantastic all right and then face paint or face mask or nothing at all face paint early and then face mask late. Face paint for the last two years, face mask this year. Why are you making the switch? Um, I really hate having to clean face paint off my face. It's <laughs> really annoying. And I always Have you tried, uh... I always forget to do it. Like we always go to a, like a convenience store after the hunt and people look at me really weird. And yeah, yeah. Um, so I got a good face mask. My problem with face masks has always been the calling, but this year I got one that has like a hole for the mouth. So honestly, I hate face masks, but uh, not because of, like I just don't like wearing them for whatever reason. <laughs> but uh, but the kinds that has the I got one. My dad gave me one last year, and it's got eyes and a little nose thing and a mouth, and it's and uh, it fits really well. And that's the only face mask I've worn that's really really comfortable. I don't mind having it on at all. 
but most of them are terribly uncomfortable. But that tight fitting one with the holes is really comfortable. Yeah, the ones I've always had the best luck with is like ones that'll pull up over your head and like have a little hood that goes under your cap. Um, those typically have always fit me very well. You might want to try, uh, you know, if you ever go back to face paint, try hardy face paint. That stuff wipes off like literally. I just keep like a um, a little container of baby wipes in my glove compartment, or not glove compartment, center center console, and it just wipes right off. It's huh. just, uh, I mean, it literally comes right off. Definitely. Without any scrubbing. So um, I'm definitely, I'm a huge proponent of face paint. Not be, not because it works good, just because I think it looks cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, people always leave nasty comments on my f- YouTube when I wear it and, and talk about me wearing poop on my face and things of that nature. So <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I'm not as like mud. <laughs> well, one time I actually did rub swamp mud on my face and everybody's making poop comments and really hurt my feelings. <laughs> So you got to do it like uh, some of the female pro staff hardy face paint has where it's like a thousand dashes and looks like it took them a half hour to put on. And, and, doesn't, look like, and doesn't look like it's good for camo at all. <laughs> the best the best is the Instagram photos of them with the full makeup on and them holding ducks. Yep. <laughs> there could be our, uh, our bet punishment, Jordan. The loser has to, like for four hunts, paint their face like Kiss. And hunt. <laughs> <laughs> that would take forever. <laughs> um. Oh, last one. What what choke do you guys use? Uh, in my 870, I use an improved cylinder, and then my Versa Max, I have a modified. A light modified for everything. Okay. Cool. Which is between a modified and improved cylinder. <laughs> Alrighty. Am I am I missing any, Elliot? Nope. How about Thomas? Am I missing any? <laughs> nope. Alrighty. So season's coming in fast. We're all excited. Um, you know, let's go ahead and talk about any preseason or not preseason, um, early season plans we've got for hunting this year. So um, I'll let Elliot start with this one because he's been quiet for a little while. Early season plans. Oh man, I, that's the uh, we are starting it out right. Are you talking about the first weekend of teal season? Yeah, yeah. All Whatever right. your yeah. early season plans are. So my uncle, I don't know how much I've talked about this on the podcast or not, but my uncle, who I grew up hunting with, one of the best shooters I've ever seen in my life. Um, he, we would always we would always waterfowl hunt out at the same area, and he loved it so much he purchased a hill that overlooks the refuge. Um, of the whole complex and it's it's not right up against it but it's i mean 100 yards so it's i mean it's close and he built a log cabin with imported wood from canada brought it in here made himself this beautiful looking cabin on the hill and they were running a bed and breakfast well my uncle all he likes doing is uh is just creating and building things and so when he was done with that he's like okay on this on the same hill over here about you know quarter mile i'm now gonna put up a three-bedroom hunting lodge and rent it out to people and so he created this fantastic lodge that also overlooks the whole refuge and and um once in a while every year about once a year maybe once every other year um, i get a group together and and my friends and the wives we go and stay in this place so i was talking with jordan and ben page from foul front and, and i don't remember it's probably my idea it's like hey why don't we for the opener 
rent out this cabin, bring the wives, and we'll hunt Saturday and Sunday. So that is the plan. And, man, until you walk in this place and just take it in, it's just the environment's fantastic. Normally we're camping and, and roughing it up, but this is going to be like luxury. So we're going out hunting in the morning. The wives are going to go into a little small town, antiquing and stuff like that. And we got meals planned. It's, it's going to be something it's going to, and I know there's going to be tons of birds, so it's going to be a good weekend. Yeah. I'm definitely pumped for that. It's a beautiful so, place. It'd be awesome. Yeah. Awesome way to start off till season. And, um, it's kind of almost like, uh, I mean, we've we've been on hunts together before, and we've been doing this podcast for a while. But man, um, watching your early season till seasons um, videos, you know, those are some of the, some of my favorite. You know, to kick off and and uh, get into the year. It's kind of like full circle. Now I'm coming on. I'm with you, and it, yeah. it'll be pretty cool. And these prairie marshes. I mean, we're on these videos. I'm always raving about the prairie marshes because the atmosphere is just stunning when you're hunting in a place. This part of Kansas is what I consider real Kansas. Um, where I grew up, like I live right on the Northeast border where it's more like Missouri in my mind than it is Kansas. Kansas to me is rolling plains and the smoky and the Flint Hills. It's like my part of Kansas was tamed in the early 1800s. That part of Kansas wasn't tamed until, I mean, they were still having native American uprisings in the 1870s. So it's just a totally different world out there compared to here. And you get out there and there's no trees and you got these shallow marshes and, and teal everywhere and you can see for miles and miles and miles i'm really excited just to drive you around jordan and just show you all these different places and just let you just soak up the atmosphere of the whole place because it's i'm just in love with that area awesome yes so uh <laughs> <laughs> dogs me up a little bit there yeah uh no we'll I'll be up here with Titus opening day of teal season and we're going to be hunt. Well, I'm going to hunt basically the whole teal season. I can every day after work, uh, maybe come in late a couple of days and hunt in the mornings too. But I got permission on probably the best teal roost in the area I'm at. And then we're going to hit that with Titus and his buddies and, and Ben from foul front Saturday morning. So it should be a really awesome hunt. And then we're just loaded with teal. So it, Hopefully they stick around. Hopefully they don't get a cold front and they push them down to Kansas. But it's looking to be a really good teal season up here. Awesome. So for me, um, my early season typically consists more of doves than waterfowl. Uh, our goose season does open this Sunday. I have a few scouting reports. My dad scouted some geese in the far western part of the state. I've seen a few around me. Um, but the problem is for me typically the corn gets cut either the week before the season or right as the season opens up. And typically the birds switch up their patterns, they start doing different things. So uh, er, resident goose hunting is really tough in Virginia. I've only done very well a handful of times. Um, so I'm gonna try my hand, hunt before school, hunt after school, but nothing huge planned. Um, have a, quite a few good dove hunts lined up. So hopefully get some good dove hunts. Um, and then hopefully go try to pound some crows this Friday. I got a good crow hunt lined up, so. Um, I'm looking forward to forward to some not so waterfowl things at the moment, and hopefully um, some goose hunts and maybe a teal hunt or two will will uh, reveal themselves as we get into the season. Should be good. That's cool. Um, <laughs> unnatural. I'm trying not to say awesome. So <laughs> I'm just gonna stick with it. Awesome. But uh, anyways, 
Um, I'll go ahead and talk about my uh, early season plans. So I got plans to go out this Sunday, actually, and going up to Michigan. Um, definitely going to be widening my horizons this this season with the Michigan license, and it brings up uh, a lot of different opportunities because I'm only like 30 minutes away. I don't even know what I am. I'm, I'm not too far away from the border of Michigan, so it's like I always go south or my area or south, but it kind of opens up a lot more options just going a little bit north. So definitely excited for that um, and meeting up with um, someone for that, Kevin, and uh, should be good. Um, he's been scouting out, and he had a couple places he really wanted to hit up we didn't get permission on. Um, one of the places they have company over the holiday, so that's a no-go. Um, and I think that was going to be the money spot. And then the other spot, you just couldn't lock down the permission. So we're on option number three. And um, right now, scouting reports, he's saying that they got about 200 geese using the lake. Um, so I guess it's just all about seeing if we can get them to come in um, to our set. So I hope that happens. Um, but, yeah, I'll be doing that the first the first uh, weekend in September and, you know, doing some dove hunting too. I got some some dove spots locked down actually this year for the first time so hopefully those go well too um you know maybe i'll even do a, a double header geese in the morning and doves in the evening um but yeah that's kind of the plan for that we'll see what the wec the second weekend holds um as far as going into september but then like elliot said third weekend uh will be um teaming up on some kansas teal um so definitely going to be starting off the season and the content with the fire and fury um it should be good so yeah nobody's gonna say awesome awesome <laughs> we were all waiting awesome. for you no one was gonna say yeah. anything until you <laughs> came out with it yeah so there we go but uh yeah i think that pretty much covers what we wanted to talk about tonight so uh thanks uh thomas and matt for coming on the podcast and talking waterfowl hunting with you with us and we really uh can't wait to all get together on the collabs it's gonna be awesome so go ahead one more time um we'll start with you matt let people know where they can find you on social media and the internet yeah you can find me on facebook instagram and twitter and also youtube high prairie sportsman uh, that's pretty much it and you can find me, um, Virginia Outdoors Unlimited, on YouTube and Facebook, and then VA Outdoors Unlimited on uh, Instagram. And then I also have a Snapchat channel or a Snapchat account that I neglect, but that's VOU channel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sounds good. All right. Any last words, Elliot? I just want to say I'm really happy to be getting to know both you guys better and to be involved in this collective with you guys and Titus. Uh, you know, I don't know what it'll all bring to everything we do, but I know it's going to be a ton of fun. And already getting to know you guys a lot better is just, even if it means nothing for us personally, this is certainly going to be um, really cool to get to know you guys better and hunt with you and stuff. I definitely Alrighty. agree. Thank you for having us on. It's always a pleasure. Yep. Alrighty. I'm Jordan from Duck Gun Chronicles, Elliot from Freelance Duck Hunting, Matt from High Prairie Sportsman, and Tama from Thomas. Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> from Virginia Outdoors Unlimited. I always got to duff something up. Bro. And we'll see you guys on the next one. <laughs>